welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one communal page of Talmud every day. And the community is at the heart of our page today because today the Talmud features a dilemma that I think many of us, especially in these times of COVID, would find very relatable. Let's read a little bit. A dilemma was raised before the sages. If there is among the members of a group, one of them who has fine hands, a euphemism for one who always hastens to take a large quantity of food. That, by the way, would totally be me. What is the halacha concerning whether they can say to him, take your allotted portion to eat and leave, and don't take any more from the other members' portions? Do we say that he can say to them, you accepted me in the group without preconditions, and you therefore have no right to limit how much I could take now? Or perhaps they can say to him, when we accepted you, it was only for the preparation of the offering to ensure that enough people would be registered to guarantee that the entire offering would be eaten with none left over. However, we did not accept you with the understanding that you would eat considerably more than us. It goes on and on. But the question I think that this passage really raises is, what do we do at a time when there are resources that we all need access to, and yet a total disagreement on how we should allot them to whom and in what fashion, which in the heart of the vaccination process for COVID-19 is a question that I think a lot of us ask frequently. Should I get the vaccine if I can? Should I wait my turn? If I get it early, am I taking it for anyone else? If it doesn't get used, does it go to waste? These are all very complicated questions, very much in the spirit of today's Talmud page. And here to discuss it with us is Cantor Jacob Greenberg from Congregation Bnei Israel in Tom's River in the beautiful state of New Jersey. Hello, Cantor Greenberg. Hi there, Liel. Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful podcast. I'm, I'm really honored to uh, be speaking with you. It is our pleasure. So tell me, this subject of the vaccine and getting it is, is something that is, I understand, something that you personally have experience with, correct? That's right. Just yesterday morning at around 9.08 a.m., I received my first dosage of the Moderna vaccine in the state of New Jersey. As a clergy member and teacher, I uh, qualify in the 1A category. So when I was afforded the opportunity to get this first dosage, I took it right away with a wide array of emotions in mind. It was truly a a spiritual experience uh, in the moment and thinking back. Do share, please. So I wanted to to talk a little bit first about the Gemara that uh, we're discussing on this podcast first, so that I can sort of get into a little more of my thoughts, you know, leading up to and during yesterday's vaccine uh, when I received it. So the Gemara we're looking at, right, correlates to the Mishnah preceding it, where it says that if someone partaking in the Korban Pesach, the Passover offering, brings with them an additional person, the two of them are only entitled to eat from the original participant's portion, right? It's neither doubled nor increased or anything like that. So then the Gemara raises this dilemma. Well, what if your quorum has a participant who is known for taking larger portions of food, as it says, uh, someone with fine hands? I, I always get a kick out of that. It's the best uh, euphemism ever. Right. So you're allowed to tell this person with fine hands, well, you can only take the same amount as everyone else, not anymore. And a small thing before I move on, but I really love the sages' resolution, right? They cite an example from the Tosefta that states that in the case where five friends share a meal, right, let's think a a potluck or a picnic, the group is allowed to say to their friend, 
you can only take the same amount as everyone else, right? That same sort of direction as you give someone with fine hands, right? So if, if one person has fine hands in this potluck or picnic, you got to say, hey, make sure there's enough for everyone else. So we know that the Korban Pesach was this very special and particular ritual, right? You have to meet certain requirements. And even if you don't, you're still expected to partake in it on Pesach Sheni. And there are very few examples like this in Jewish practice where we are afforded a second chance like this. Something else that makes this ritual so unique has to do with the aforementioned quorum. With most Jewish rituals that require a quorum, we're talking about 10 people. But for the Passover sacrifice, we're actually supposed to participate with a quorum of 30 people. It's based on Shemot chapter 12, verse 6, which references the participation of the entire assembly of the congregation of Israel. There right. should effectively be three minyanim, each representing the listed congregation, community, and Israel, right? Which, at least for me, again, brings to mind the, the current state of vaccination. This is, this is a mitzvah that you want as many people as is possible partaking in. As many people as possible partaking in it. And even for you as the individual, you should be thinking of as many people as possible. You should be thinking of every level of society, those three levels mentioned in the Pasuk, and to, to everyone in the world, right? That, that's supposed to be your kavana in partaking in this ritual. We hardly ever have this sort of explicit this should be your intention when doing uh, ritual X. It's, it's just fascinating to me. And, and so then, right, the Gemara that you had quoted before goes even deeper, and it guides the group of participants and each individual in order to better understand their roles and the objective of the, you know, quote, task at hand, which I think is what you're getting at, Liel, right? That the goal for all 30 people is to receive their Kazayas portion. It's on the group to make sure that is clear and to be blunt with someone who might interfere with that objective. Right. So similarly, right. for someone who is accustomed to taking more than everyone else at the dinner table, they have to be aware that in this instance, they have to restrain themselves from that inclination for the sake of Klal Yisrael or more specifically, just for the sake of this group of 29 other people. And so tell us how this thought about Klal Israel, about the rest of Israel, about the rest of the people out there, how does all that play in your mind as you reflect on, on this principle, deciding to go ahead and get the vaccine and, and sort of preparing emotionally and spiritually and mentally for it? Definitely. Well, I, I think in general, the, the lessons from the Gemara and, and from the, the history and the background of the Korban Pesach, you know, it, it really applies to our current pandemic. And, and, and I'm thinking of uh, Pirkei Avot, where Beit Hillel says, do not distance yourself from the community, right? That this ritual helped our ancestors feel closer and more connected to the world around them. And today we must accept what's going on in the world and act accordingly, accordingly to ensure the health and safety of ourselves and Kalbachomer, everyone else, right? The, the Gemara teaches us about being a participant in the Korban, and it is crucial that we recognize our role. Similarly, in this global health crisis, understanding that there are only so many resources in this world that combat this disease, and there are people who need them just as much, if not more, than us, right? Uh, than me or you. So for me, when I learned that the state of New Jersey stated that clergy members and, and, you know, obviously all these other types of professionals fell under the 1A category, just hearing that was, it's hard to describe, really. 
leading up to getting this vaccine was just a series of different uh, radical amazement moments, right? That first, there's this hope that I'll be able to really fulfill my duties and fulfill my my passions and my calling in life to service my community in person. And, you know, obviously as a Chazan, I lead services and I tutor B'nai Mitzvah students, but there are things like being a teacher in the religious school, running our Hebrew high school program and visiting sick patients from our congregation in the hospital. These things that we just haven't been able to do for almost a year now these crucial moments in the lives of our congregants where the rabbi and I just haven't been able to be there in the same way because of this pandemic. And of course, it makes sense. We all want to be safe and healthy, and we don't want to get anyone else uh, more sick or ourselves sick. So when I received the vaccine, receiving it was a truly spiritual experience in and of itself. But, But even getting the appointment right, to get the vaccine felt that same way. And, you know, saying Modeani feels a little different each morning, depending on, you know, how the day before was, depending on how, how you slept, how you woke up, what's going to, you know, what's to come uh, in this day. But yesterday morning, the text Modeani just felt particularly different, right, as I woke up and recognized what yesterday was going to mean for me. And going over to the vaccination site, the uh, the clinic site, and walking through the lines and finally approaching uh, the nurse who was going to administer the vaccine for me, um, I was just overwhelmed with the whole spectrum of emotions. Um, <laughs> and I approached the, the table um, with tears filled in my eyes. It's funny, the, uh, the nurse kind of looked at me and asked, are you okay? Is everything all right? As if she hadn't seen someone uh, crying uh, right before receiving the vaccine. But I couldn't help but think, you know, because I just graduated from the Jewish Theological Seminary in May of 2020. And this is my first year as a full-time clergy member, full-time in a community on the pulpit. And while this time has taught us many new things, this time has afforded us many new opportunities and ways of engagement, and there's really been a missing piece in all of that, you know, what we've been used to for so many years before March 2020. And approaching that table approaching the nurse who was going to inject within me what I call a divine miracle uh, that human beings, uh, you know, assisted God in creating, that in that little vial represented a world of possibility, uh, a world of optimism, and a glimmer of hope that this could be uh, a first huge step in the world returning to what it formerly was, or at least evolving into what it can be after this pandemic. Amen to that. Kendra Greenberg, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much, Liel, for having me. I am just so honored to be a part of this. Just a pleasure. Thank you. This has been Take One a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. 
For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.